welcome home. There was a parade for my homecoming this afternoon. Tambourines, maracas, ribbon tied to a racquetball racket being swept through the air. A bell laced through Brady's collar that clanged loudly as he ran to the door, apparently not the only one excited about my arrival, and the hallelujah chorus playing. That was the greeting I received as I stepped into the house. I had been gone for six days, and it was nice to have been missed, although I was grilled for not having called more frequently. The boys knew how time-consuming this conference would be for me. I reminded them of their lack of initiated contact as well. But to miss the beauty of their planned and coordinated efforts to welcome me home just to start a debate would be a sin. Truly a sin. One we commit so often we don't even recognize it as such anymore. What lengths we go to to be right, to make our superior point, and to be heard and acknowledged, even if at the expense of others and their feelings. This is an ongoing battle I fight with myself but not today. This afternoon, I needed my family's heartfelt and silly welcome, grateful for every ridiculous moment of it. There was even one short and informal speech given by my son, Will. We missed you, Mom, he said. Dad and I were talking about what's missing when you're not here. He went on to tell me that his father brought strength and stability to the house, and his dad had told him that he brought joy and purpose, to which I wholeheartedly agreed. Mom, he said, you bring the energy and hope to our house. Wow. If asked what I contribute to our family, I likely never would have used those words. But hearing them from my son was yet another moment of grace. We might think we know what we're bringing to the people and the environments in which we engage, but it's good to take stock of it every once in a while. Perhaps you'll be courageous enough to ask or be blessed enough to have a will in your life to just tell you. Either way, self-awareness is a practice that reminds us to be intentional with our words and actions. It should matter to us what others say about us in this way. I've heard people say that they don't care what anyone thinks of them, and I understand why they may adopt that attitude. Sometimes we give other people too much control of our thoughts and beliefs about ourselves, trying to adapt and perform to be accepted, included, acknowledged, or even visible. When the thoughts and opinions of others are the basis for our self-worth, every so-called assessment is a reason for fear or shame. And when presented positively, glee and self-acceptance. But the problem is that we haven't learned to filter all the data we get about ourselves. Human nature makes negativity stick and positivity to be minimized and questioned. We just naturally hold on to the negative, accept it readily, and treat the positive as less accurate or valuable. Without the filters, feedback leaves us too vulnerable. So we choose to go it alone and reject everything and everyone else. Here's the real issue. It's not the words that should matter, but the messenger. 
Consider the source is a phrase we have to repeat to ourselves sometimes. But step one is choosing your experts. Decide who your experts are and name them aloud. Whose opinion really matters and why? It's so important to do that. When we don't, we treat every thought and judgment extended towards us equally, regardless of who's offering it. People who have little to no bearing in the trajectory of our lives are given permission to impact our self-worth. We must exercise discernment when their words of attack or praise are launched at us. Their motivation matters. Are they jealous or competitive? Or are they posturing or positioning for something they want or need from us? Even friendship or attention. We have to guard against giving people power they do not deserve in our lives. Choose your experts, those people you trust, who love you, honor you, believe in your goals, see beyond your faults, push you to your best self. People who are on the journey with you, truth tellers. We can't stop anyone from asserting their opinions about us, but we can stop ourselves from giving their opinions more energy than they warrant. My son and my husband are two of my experts. They are on my journey and I am on theirs. We shape and influence each other's paths in positive ways. No one takes a journey to destiny alone. We need the opinions of others to inform our way, enlighten us to areas where we're unaware, and help redirect us when we lose focus. But we must discern and choose those individuals carefully. When wisdom has guided those critical choices, we not only learn what we're here to do in this life, but why. What does the universe require of you? Perhaps it's some of the same things that my family bring to this world and what we give to each other. Strength, stability, joy, purpose, energy, hope.